Hello and welcome to Famicast 84, your live Famicast for July 2016. I'm your host, Danny Bivens, and today I'm joined by James Charlton. I have 33% ownership of this podcast, Danny, just so you know. Well, now we know. And also joined by Mr. Ty Sugar. Spaghetti! <laughs> Ty is a connoisseur, as it were. Yeah. So, unfortunately... <laughs> well, it can open a can. <laughs> no more that. crazy here. Okay, good point. Unfortunately, Cyrus could not make it today. He's, you know, on vacation or whatever. Yeah, who needs one of those? Right. But we're here. <laughs> we're here, and we're going to give you, a, hopefully, a pretty awesome Famicast. Lots of games to talk about. Actually, a lot of news as well. So, yeah. Boy. Lots, lots, of of, lots, of, lots and lots of shit. A lot of shit goes down when you don't have a podcast for, like, three weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it builds up, doesn't it? Exactly. The time we decide to kind of record a little bit on the early, you know, early side, this type of stuff happens, always, without fail. All right, let's go ahead and start with new business. And James, how about you go ahead and kick oh. us off, man? Who, me? Yeah. Well, I've got, man, so many games. I mean, uh, i got lots of games. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't play all of them for very long, but, you know, as be, I did the best that I could, you know, the, sure. the little time that I had. Not, every, not everyone's Thai, so, I mean, you know, Thai can play um, all the time. Man, I just <laughs> bought some games I'd never heard of. <laughs> I, pro- I probably pay- played the same amount of games that Ty played, but like just a lot shorter time. Sure, <laughs> Ty's sure. like, I put a couple of hours in here, a couple of hours in there. I'm like, okay, I put a couple of minutes in here, a couple of minutes in there. Um, so I don't know which order to tackle this, actually. Well, uh, I just thought we'd briefly talk about the um, Metroid Blast Ball. I don't know even know what you would call that. I mean, I guess this is kind of news slash new business because... Um, it kind of came out of nowhere, didn't it? It was like, right. uh, well, first of all, <laughs> Nintendo talked about the game for the first time in, what, like, four months? Right. <laughs> We're like, oh, yeah, that game's coming out in, like, a few weeks. Um, they've been really, like, putting it on the down low for so long. I mean, E3, they, they didn't even mention it, did they? I don't think so, yeah. They did, you know, the if you've ever seen that movie Up, you know, Doug the dog, it's just like, you know, Squirrel, it's like, look over there, it's like... Mm-hmm. They're trying to like misdirect you. Um, so yeah, it it came out just out of nowhere. It's like, oh yeah, by the way, Blast Ball is is free to download, like the standalone, you know, football slash soccer game. Although I guess these days you could actually compare it more to that uh, PS4. Well, I right. think it's on Xbox as well now. What is right. it called? The Rocket League. Thank you. Yeah, I guess it's more like Rocket League with Metroid. Um. The Except idea, the there. idea is definitely for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, was it? Did it come out? No, no, because Rocket League had like a first game that came out years ago, right? So. Right. But anyway, um, so I downloaded this thing, and uh, I, I guess it's kind of like a training thing, you know. It's, I mean, you can only play the the Blast Ball game. You can't play the Federation uh, Force, you know, single player. This, it's completely a, like it's almost like a separate. Oh, it is a separate game. You know, right. they're treating it like a completely separate thing. 
Um, but you can do quite a few things with it. I mean, you can play against an AI bot, and Danny tells me you can actually play it online, even though I didn't see any option to do that <laughs> when I was playing it. I, well, I played it once this afternoon. Um, yeah, I can neither confirm nor deny that. So. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, I was playing it in... It, actually, yeah, it's in English. That's that's kind of interesting. Wow. It's got full English. Oh, th- was I playing it in English? Well, anyway, it has English voice support, Um but I, I mean, sorry, don't get don't get your hopes up. I don't mean voice chat. I mean the character voices can be changed to English, French, German, Japanese, anything. Hmm. Um, yeah. Now I think about it, it was I was playing it in Japanese. <laughs> the text is <laughs> the text is in Japanese, but yeah, the you can change your characters' voices to um, English. So it was, it was kind of interesting because you had like the um, the taunts or the kind of you know the commands that you can set to the D-pad. So it was saying, uh, you know, like Otskade had Otskade written on the as the text, but then when I pressed it, it said "Good job, guys" or something like that, which is the equivalent in English. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird. I mean, yes, it it does kind of play like Metroid, I guess, but it's just like <laughs> what the how you're playing it, like the the situation you're put in is just so far removed from Metroid Prime that. I don't even think of it as a as a Metroid game. It's like, <clears throat> well, this could be anything, I guess. Which is the which is the thought I've had all, all along with this game. Right. Um, but you know, it's got the charge beam, and it's, you can charge it for even longer, and you get like a super powerful blast to shoot the ball into the goal, and the goal and, gets know, smaller with each goal that you score. Right. I guess you know, with the with the visuals and stuff like that, it was kind of explained where they. Because it's on a portable system, they wanted it to be not quite as like realistic. Yeah, well, not as quite as realistic proportions because that might be a little bit harder to hit on like a screen that's like so small with like a target that's like even smaller. You know, Um, so it's like a massive ball, and all the characters are chunky. Yeah, Yeah. I mean that's that's the that's what they're saying. They're all these like you know bubble-headed guys that they kind of jump into the mech. Right. Before you before you start, um, I noticed that they had you know you can actually customize the color of the the mech suit and they had like an amiibo option. Yes. And um, I gave that a shot and I put a few amiibo on. Like most of the ones I tried came up with just a standard like skull and crossbones type thing. Right. But like I put the Mario one and and it changed to like a Mario themed mech like the top part of the the glass part of the mech turned mm-hmm. red with like I, I'm not sure if it had an M on it or something like that. Hmm. But I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, even in this, you know, demo thing, you know, it's got like amiibo support. Um, so I'm not sure if that is the full version of Blast Ball, or there'll be more. Yeah, I was kind of, game. I was kind of thinking about that too, because I, even on like Nintendo Japan, you know, NCL's release list page, they have it listed as like a separate game, like away from Metroid. Right, right, right. The icon is different. It's different color, isn't it? Like, right. I mean, at first I thought it was something like, you know, Triforce Heroes. Uh, is that what it's called? Right. Triforce? Yeah, it's called Triforce Heroes. Um, like, you know, they, we, we played that uh, when that... That was more like a beta test, wasn't it? Like, right. Uh, I mean, like you, a... you, could, you could actually play it offline and online for free. Uh, you could play it online only in certain times, right? The beta times. Right. But you could play it offline as whenever you wanted, which I thought was uh, kind mm-hmm. of unusual. By the way, James, so I'm looking yeah. at the, the game right now, and yeah, there is online play with it. You know, single player, local play, download play, and online play that you can access. Oh, you, you're looking at the demo thing? Yeah, looking at it right now. <laughs> there we go. Confirmed. Well, yeah, as you can probably tell, listeners, uh, from our conversation, we haven't played together yet. Nope. <laughs> but, 
<laughs> we'll get on that sometime soon. I'm yeah. sure people have already done it by now. Um, I initially thought it wasn't on the Japan eShop because, you know, uh, Americans and Europeans on Twitter were saying, you know, they were playing it. And I looked on it, and I looked on the front page of the eShop in Japan, and there was nothing there. I was like, oh, pfft, well, they're probably just skipping Japan. But actually, no, it was there. It was way to the right, you know, because right. Yokai Watch 3 has just come out. Yes. So it was like Yokai Watch 3, um, Shovel Knight, you know, something, something, something. And then way to the right, the brand new game that's just come out, way to the right, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is unusual, uh, Metroid. And you could pre-order the full game if you wanted. Uh, hey, I mean, it's a good assumption. I mean, you just assume anything Metroid is not going to be. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, just, I just checked it. I was like, yeah, fuck it, it's not on. And I, I just turned off the system. <laughs> and, then, and then I think I actually asked Dan. I said, like, Dan, so is it is it skipping the Japanese up? And he's like, no, it's on now. And I was like, really? I just checked it, and it wasn't on there. And I, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> They're just hiding it. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean... I don't know when it was, like a year ago, I said that this game wouldn't come out in Japan. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't know, they pro they're proving me wrong by releasing it, but, you know, in essence, I'm kind of right because it's just going to be just farted out, isn't it? <laughs> it's like yeah. no one's going to even know it's out. <laughs> but I mean, at least they took the time to localize it for Japan, you know? Well, yeah, well, yeah, they, they changed the menus to. Katakana English. <laughs> it's pretty bare bones by the looks of it. There's a couple of kanji in there here and there. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Derek, what's the kanji for menu? <laughs> there isn't. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was uh, a good 15 to 20 minutes I played that. <laughs> I guess the next game I want to talk about is uh, Citizens of Earth. I did actually talk about that briefly when I talked about, you know, about 15 indie games that I'd played for, you know, five minutes each. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so this was one of the games, you know, I played for the first five minutes. and But this time I put more, you know, put a couple of hours into it. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's really interesting, actually. Like, I mean, I don't play RPGs. I mean, you never hear me talk about RPGs on this podcast because I just... It just doesn't fit my lifestyle. And they, I just, well, they never it, came to Europe to, like, shape your childhood <laughs> to like them anyway, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is a... Um, it is a bit of Stockholm Syndrome, I guess, uh, with the uh, SNES RPGs. Or reverse Stockholm Syndrome, I don't know what it is. Whatever. <laughs> Some kind of syndrome yep. that's uh, scarred me for life to never wanting to play Chrono Trigger, even though I really was looking forward to it back in the day. Um, so what was I talking about? Citizen of Earth, right. So it, yeah, it really reminds me of, yeah, talking of RPGs that never came out, uh, Earthbound. Um, from the from the visual element, you wouldn't really think of that. Okay, look, it's very um, it's got that kind of flash, uh, you know, animation animated look to it. But like, when you play it, you're like, oh yeah, this is this is Earthbound. <laughs> this is this is so is Earthbound. Like, you, you this you know, you know, it seems strange to say realistic, but you know, it's a modern <laughs> setting. You know, you don't really see many modern setting RPGs, right? These these kind of you know traditional JRPGs, but, you know, as in a modern setting, right? Because, right. you know, JRPGs tend to be, you know, gothic or whatever, you know, medieval-looking type things, right? So that's why Earthbound was, you know, unique at the time, and probably even now. Actually, Ty, this is probably a good, good time to jump in and tell me about um, Undertale. Is that a... What kind of setting is that? Yeah, it's very Earthbound-ish. It's like an underground world of monsters, but they're okay. all 
They're, they're very cartoonish and likable. But it's not like full on high fantasy, right? It's no, 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 no. Okay. Right. So yeah, I guess this is more. Yeah, this is more like Earthbound in that it, it's it's a real it's quote realistic world, even though you're playing a guy who is vice president of the world, <laughs> <laughs> um, who looks surprisingly like Donald Trump. Now I think about it. <laughs> I'm looking at a video of it right now. It, yeah. it looks like Earthbound with a Western art style. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, it, I I can't think of any other games that look like this. Um, I mean, yeah, you've got you know you go into people's houses and you talk to people, and but the the difference is that you you're recruiting them onto your team, and it, it doesn't stop. Like usually with RPGs, it stops at three, four people on your team, right? That you can uh, I think to. that the main character here looks like a a ginger Mitt Romney. <laughs> but he's got the kind of you know like self-aggrandizing attitude of like you know DT, right? Um, you know he's like or I would he, say <laughs> he doesn't actually fight in the battles himself. <laughs> it's kind of funny. He's he's the one like walking around, like the you you actually control him and the people are following you behind. But when you actually go into a battle and it goes to the kind of you know the battle screen like Earthbound. He goes to the side and he goes like, "Go get him, guys!" <laughs> and, and they all do all the fighting. And I'll just uh, remind you: one of the people that fights for you is your mother. Yeah. So, like, so you've got your elderly mother, your brother, and then you know, like you know, just people like the bake, the local baker, or um, you know, a teacher. I'm or, looking at an enemy right now called a uh, honey bear. Honey bear, like, okay. like a bear-shaped squeeze tube full of honey. <laughs> Pretty amazing. Well, the first people you fight are protesters, because like the people are protesting, you know, the vice president being in the town or whatever. So there's you, you're fighting all these identical-looking um, protesters. Nice, and you beat um, the protesters. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. How can topical. You, you can see the similarities, right? <laughs> it, right. it was kind of. I, w I wasn't doing this on purpose, you know. Like I wasn't like, oh, looking at like what's going on in the actual world, and then saying, let's play a game that replicates that. Um, I wasn't doing that at all. <laughs> it's just um, just coincidental. But like, you know, the, I mean, in in Earthbound, don't you find hippies and things like that, right? Oh yeah. You find like weird things like 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 people, you know, <laughs> stereotypes of people. So you've got like. Um, yeah, like I said, protesters and like uh, hecklers. I think a heckler is another one. Like, there's a female heckler who just like shouts things at you. And it's it's there's a lot of voice acting. I was really impressed. I mean, for an indie game, this is like fully voiced. I mean, everything. Like every single character has their own unique voice. Everyone you talk to speaks every single line that they they say in the text. Um, like everything, I was like really impressed. Everything you read, like if you read a book or read a sign or something, he'll read it out loud, you know. So I guess you know, for people who can't read or <laughs> whatever, kids or whatever, you know, it would be perfect for them, even though the the general you know topic of the of the game might go over their head. But like, um, yeah, I think way back when I first briefly talked about it, I said you know it's like you know like an RPG mixed with um, Pikmin or something because you're just adding all these people to your team. And now I've got like maybe six or seven people on my team. It is starting to feel like that. Like the people are just like trailing behind you. You don't. Uh, so far, I haven't had to replace anyone. I haven't had to say, okay, you you wait here while you know us eight go on or whatever. 
but I have reached a school where you can actually put people in a chair and say stay here so I'm, I'm assuming that at, at some point you reach a limit and you have to put people in the school to wait or something like that mm-hmm. um, but it's, it's kind of interesting um, and everyone has their own you know unique attacks like like I was saying before like uh, your mum has like scold and like nag and things like that it's like you know she just she just shouts things at the you know the protesters and then reduces their defense level or something like that and then your brother who's like a he's like a UPS worker they, they it's not they don't say UPS in the game they got like they've got a different an acronym or whatever but like he'll come in and like just punch them to death you know <laughs> uh just like the UPS. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like your regular UPS guy. Um, so yeah, it, it is funny. It does have a, a lot of humor to it. Like, um, it just like how cocky the main guy is. It's just kind of funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, um, it is kind of, um, and I guess like to recruit people, you, you can't just say, "Hey, join me." You know, you do have to do things. You have to like, you know, collect things or defeat a certain amount of things for them to be impressed to join your team mm-hmm. or like solve certain mysteries and stuff like that um, like this there's a guy at the, at the cafe who's like uh, it's called Moonbucks Cafe and mm-hmm. uh, this guy's gone like missing and he's gone a bit mental and you have to like find him or something I haven't solved that yet but if I find him he'll join my team mm-hmm. it's like conspiracy I think I've just got a conspiracy theorist on my team <laughs> you know? so to say, you know, that's the kind of uh, thing you're looking at. But yeah, um, I am enjoying it, and uh, I, I, you know, you can, you can save anywhere. It's it's constantly saving. Anytime you go in a house, you save. You know, so you don't have to worry about you know, oh, I have to get to a save point before I can quit this damn game. You can just quit anytime. You you know, you're fine. Although I I would say the loading is a little bit long for my liking. You know, you know, because considering it's a digital game, you know, like I guess it's unpacking or something <laughs> unpacking something like it does have a loading bar which is like I don't know 10 15 seconds which doesn't sound long but like if you're going in and out of houses a lot it does add up and it gets a bit annoying but um but you know it's not it's not annoying enough to make me stop playing the game yet um um be interesting to know how long this game is I don't know uh, how much more time I have to put into it but yeah mm. anyway I'm enjoying it so far talking about uh, Pokemon Go? Yeah, let's just do that. Let's just go ahead and do that right now. Yeah, baby. So I, actually, I'm actually the only guy who doesn't have a, a smartphone. I've been playing on a, on an iPod Touch, so I'm limited to... Yeah, I'm a loser. I'm limited to... Well, I'm basically Wi-Fi... You know, I'm linked to... have to be linked to Wi-Fi wherever I'm like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a string. <laughs> like a puppet <laughs> on a string. So basically, I've only played it in my house or garden... Uh, Starbucks, McDonald's, or where I work, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the, those are the basic the four places I've played it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tweeted out a picture of uh, Clint Eastwood in his front lawn from uh, <laughs> Grand, uh, what's it called? Grand Torino. Grand Torino. It's basically me. It's like, you know, <laughs> in my garden. So uh, that's basically <laughs> it's Get off my server. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did I catch three Rattatas or four? 
<laughs> and, you know, I guess, <laughs> I guess for people out there that don't know, and I think most people do by now, but, you know, so Pokemon Go has obviously been a thing in the West for a couple of weeks now, but it just came out in Japan this past Friday. Right now it's Monday, uh, July 25th. It just came out the previous Friday. So, I mean, <laughs> where were you when the servers went live? <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> it was a really strange thing because, like, all last week, well, like, I think before Wednesday, which is when Nintendo typically releases their digital games, there were, you know, rumors and leaks and stuff like, oh, man, you know, the Pokemon company is going to be, you know, re- releasing the game, or Niantic, I guess, is going to be releasing the game on the Japanese, you know, App Store and on Google Play and whatever, but then it, it didn't happen, and there was, like, a bunch of other crap that, you know, kind of went wrong. It's supposed to be some kind of, like, a leaked McDonald's email. <laughs> which, turned, which turned out to be true, because the reason yeah. it was delayed, because, you know, it, they had this deal with McDonald's, right? Although they, that's what they say, anyway. <laughs> right. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, the top, McDonald's is, like, what, the first official sponsor of the game? At least here in Japan? Yeah, I was, actually, I was actually at one today. I mean, I don't go into McDonald's, um, uh, because, uh, fun fact... Japan, McDonald's, don't do veggie burgers. Yay. Mm. So I was, just, have, yeah. I was just, just stood outside of it, um, yeah. hacking into their free Wi-Fi. I didn't know McDonald's had free Wi-Fi. So there you go. They do. Mm. Yeah, you just need to, you know, you can you can log in with your Twitter or Facebook or whatever. You can do free Wi-Fi. Same as Starbucks. Same as the way Starbucks works. Hmm. But, like, yeah, I only, actually, today I only worked out how to activate Pokestops. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't know you had to kind of spin the the token around to get stuff out. <laughs> right, and I guess yeah, I guess that's one thing we could kind of just get into, because, I mean, you know, I haven't really been paying a lot of close attention other than, you know, the fact that it's it's huge and people were, excuse me, going crazy about it, you know, over in, in the West. That's true. That's and a good way, to, good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, and I, when I was, I just this past weekend, I, me and my wife took a trip down to the beach in uh, Kanagawa Prefecture, uh, Miura Beach, really fun. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm convinced that the best way to do the Pokemon Go thing is to be on a train. Because you're going, you know, kind of fast, but still... Can you actually catch anything? You can catch stuff. And you can also hit the poke, the Pokemon stops while you're on the train if, if you time <laughs> it just right. <laughs> uh, Pokestop. Yeah. yeah, but I, w- I was, yeah, pretty, like, the same way, man. Like, whenever I first saw, like, a Pokestop, I was like, okay... I see it, now what? And then I just, I was looking, because there were so many people playing the game, like, on the train, and I saw this this girl in front of me, like, just spinning around, you know, the little thing, so I tried it, and I was like, oh, cool, okay, that's what you do, so. The balls came out. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So you got your balls out on the train in front of a little girl, right? Got my balls out on the, fr- on the train in front of a little girl, and then yeah. I threw them on her head, so. There you go. Yeah. I told you, that's why you got uh, arrested in the U.S., and that's why I'll get arrested here. Don't like to talk about it. Hard <laughs> but it it, it was funny. It was funny seeing it take over the whole world while you know us guys in Japan are like, uh, "Hello." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, my students were talking about this like the whole way. They knew what was going on. I mean, I had the application downloaded because um, mm-hmm. I've got you know multiple iTunes accounts. Um, right. But you know, I believe if you're an Android user, you have to use a VPN to 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 get around the IPs. I think the stores locked by IP. Is that right, Ty? I don't know. I haven't downloaded it. Well, okay. Now that you mention it, I've never had any issues getting anything off the, the U.S. App Store. It pro- right. probably just depends on your Google account. Oh, it's, okay, is it on that? Okay. Um, I heard it was like, you know, yeah, it's where it's based on your location. 
but anyway, I, I showed my students I had the application, but obviously we loaded it up and it's you know it was just a blank canvas. You know, the whole world was blank. You know, right. nothing going on. Right. So um, and then I all just there were a couple of crazy. server tests they did, where if you were like on like the exact minute where they were oh, right. firing up the servers for a test, you could for ten minutes, yeah, maybe catch a Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I heard about that. So, um, yeah, basically, yeah, this whole weekend, this is the first time when you've seen people out and about in Japan playing it, and, yeah, holy shit, they were out and about. I mean, everywhere I went, I mean, <laughs> it's funny, like, seeing it, what was going on in America, you know, people, like, jumping people, like, you know, setting lures, and then, like, you know, you know, holding them up by gunpoint <laughs> and things like that. <laughs> all these, you know, dead bodies being found and all these things. There was this point when I was like, okay, Pokemon Go, this is, like... This is the cause of all life's problems right now, but now I think it's actually could be actually be the cure to all life's problems as well, because I've seen things like you know families hanging out, like dads hanging out with their sons, you know, mums and daughters walking around together playing it, you know. So maybe it's like alcohol, you know, it's the cause of and solution to all life's problems. I agree. <laughs> with alcohol or Pokemon Go? Yes. <laughs> In Japan, you can drink in public. <laughs> While playing Pokemon Go. Absolutely. With your children. There you go. Boom. So I've seen some, like, you know, like heartwarming things, like I said, you know, like, you know, couples and mothers, daughters, you know, playing together. But then there's a few of the kind of sad things, like, I, <laughs> I took a picture of it as well. It's on my Twitter. Like, there was this, like, kind of oldish, you know, parent, the parents, like, with their son who's maybe, like, elementary age, you know, like, I'm maybe 12 years old. And they were walking around the park. I was in the park with my son, not playing Pokemon Go, actually playing with a physical thing called a ball, um, with, you know, real-life ball. And uh, I saw this couple walking around, and the son was, like, trailing behind them. He wasn't actually interested in Pokemon. He actually had a real ball, and he was, like, asking his dad, was, like, Dad, can we play, like, baseball? And he was like, yeah, 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 just a minute. I'm just, like, trying to find some Pokemon here in the park. And I was like, that kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> yeah. And at, at one point, he kind of like casually flung the ball away. You know, I was like, yeah, go get it. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. <laughs> what father an asshole. <laughs> yeah, father of the year. Yeah. So, Ty, you said that you had, I mean, you don't, ha you don't have the application itself, but you got to spend some time with it in an offhand type of a way or something. Right, yeah. Like, um, so I was in... Uh, I was in a town, a couple towns over, on business with a, a whole lot of other English teachers, mm -hmm. foreign English teachers, and, yeah. and we were talking about Pokemon Go, and the servers came up like right before our lunch break, mm -hmm. so like people were running around immediately. Like I didn't know what was going on. I was just <laughs> eating lunch. What's going on here? One of my coworkers like bursts in, like it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> It's, Pokemon is happening. Yeah, it's like like you know Stephen King. Like I look outside, like what's happening? And it's like oh my <laughs> god! And there's like just, just these packs of people looking at their cell phones, bumping into each other. <laughs> Great. Poke zombie, as they're yeah. called. Poke zombie. Yeah. And uh, that apparently that whole first day was kind of shaky. There was like a lot of a lot of the servers getting hammered hard. Do you, do you get that red bar, like the no GPS signal or something? Yeah, I thought that was just because yes. I'm on an iPod, but I no. guess that happens with everyone. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I even, at one point, I was in a train station coming home, 
from the weekend, and I was like, okay, no GPS, like, maybe something screwed up, so I went into, like, you know, Google Maps and found myself, and was like, well, <laughs> I don't think that's accurate, because I could use GPS on, like, any other application, but just, like, bugs, you know, there's a lot of bugs with the game, so. Yeah, I, got, like like, I got, like, bug types as well. Weedle. <laughs> yeah, I got one of those. Fucking weedles, honestly. My house is infested with ratatas and pidgeys. It's like, don't want any more. When the I repel also... wears off. <laughs> no, you don't want repel in Pokemon Go. You want to attract them because, you know, I, another thing I just discovered today, because this game literally tells you nothing, literally nothing, <laughs> like how to play the game. But, like, you can actually trade in, like, if you have, like, 10 Pidgeys, you can actually trade the ones you don't want and get the candy, the Pidgey candy, mm -hmm. which you can then use to level up. So if you choose one Pidgey, you know, give it a different name, like, you know, Pidgey King, and then just give all the candy to him and make him level up, you know, that's what you're supposed to do, right? But I only just discovered that today. <laughs> process here, cheap Pokemon into low-quality gruel. There you go. <laughs> Good times. There we go. More testicles means more iron. <laughs> uh, Simpsons reference for anyone. Um, but yeah, it, it is fun. I mean, the, my students are going mental for it. I mean, I knew they weren't going to do any of their homework this weekend, so I actually had to send out like a mass email to them all. It's like, okay, after you finish catching your Pokemons, do your homework, because we've got this big presentation coming up, and uh, sure enough, you know, none of them had prepared for the presentations. So I was like, and then so I was like, casually asked, so have you caught any Pokemon? They're like, yeah, 55. And, and oh, I mean, uh, no. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> Busted. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, some people were even playing it in the class today, which was fun. Uh, Great. I wasn't. Well, I was, but... <laughs> Doesn't matter. Well, I know Cyrus isn't here, but he said that the day it went up, there was, like, a school meeting. Like, they called <laughs> everyone into the gym, and the principal gave a speech about, uh, you know, <laughs> Pokemon. don't die playing Pokemon Go, basically. <laughs> yeah, today... So Pokemon, and when the guy goes in the ball, and he goes... Argh. Uh, oh no, that's a Bill Cosby reference. Oh, I, can't do, I can't do those anymore. Sorry, edit that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, today when I went to work, I, I only had like a half day today. I went in and like this guy, guy I work with, he came up to me. He's like, "Hey, so you got it?" I'm like, "Dude, of course." And he's like, yeah, he's like, "I already caught like over a hundred different Pokemon." I'm like, "Jesus, man!" Like, my wife was getting kind of mad because I was at the beach, and she's like, "What's the reason we came here to catch Pokemon or to, like have a good time at the beach?" And I was thinking, "Well, I mean, we are close to a McDonald's. I gotta go to the Pokestop." <laughs> Sorry, who said that? You said, or the guy said that? My wife said that to me. Oh, you, oh, you are. <laughs> I'm confusing everything. So, did you catch lots of water type at the beach? Not really. I think I got a Squirtle at the beach. So I think I started out with the Charizard, and I found like some more powerful type of guys out there too, but they ran away because my Pokemon. I just beat a squirtle to death in my uh, front porch. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's not coming in my house. <laughs> yep, yep, I get it. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, Pokemon Go. I mean, finally. It's here. Yeah. Um, so the stock prices went up and then down. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's one advantage of waiting, you know, a week or three weeks to do a podcast. Is that <laughs> you, can, you can see the whole peak and trough in, uh, in, in the whole... You know, you can see the whole thing going up and down. Well, there's a plus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I know it'd be interesting to see how long this lasts. I mean, we all played Mitomo for what two weeks and then deleted it. 
Um, Seriously, with me, Tom, I played for about a good month and a half straight every day. Okay. Well, you did well to do for a month. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I just wanted my points for my, you know, my Nintendo stuff. And, I mean, right. aside from exploring new areas and stuff, I mean, I'm kind of lazy, man. Like, I'm, since I came home from going to the beach, I'm like, I'm not going to go outside. It's, it's not even hot today. I just don't <laughs> want to go out there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, the, the other kind of, you know, solution to all life's problems, you know, the positive side, you know, people who have, you know, hikikomori, you know, yeah. people who do, you know, shut-ins, you know, they're going out, you know, for the first time ever in eight years to uh, to catch the Pokemons, which is you know, <laughs> it's a good thing. Yes. But, you know, but seriously, people people with, you know, like, you know, mental, you know, problems or like, you know, depression, things like that, people are saying, you know, this motivates me to want to go out, you know, which is amazing. You know, mm-hmm. that's really, really cool. If it's a game that gets you out, then why not? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in a way, it is kind of like the ultimate street pass, you know, because like street passing, you know, it's only with a 3DS and it's, you know, only with certain certain games, you know, and, you know, you don't always take your 3DS around with you, but, you know, you always have your smartphone. And uh, so this is going to be, I don't know, let's see how long this will last, but, you know, I'm sure once the, the craziness wears off, you know, we'll see a huge drop in people actually playing it, but there'll always be those people who want to get them all. Right, right. And the people who travel to, like, you know, Paris to get the European exclusive ones. Because apparently there are a few that are limited per, you know... Country, per region. area. Not, not, not even per country, but, like, you know, per continent, I guess. Right. <laughs> so Whatever, just spoof your GPS data. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you could do that as well. I'm sure you <laughs> do that. And there's a guy in the U.S. who's caught all the U.S. ones, right? Like 140. Yeah, there was a little news thing about that. Isn't he getting a, a trip paid to go catch more Pokemans? Wow. I mean, it's it's mental. I mean, yeah, you're going to see people do mental things to catch them. And then when, what, what happens when they get all of them? A big fat nothing. Well done. Yeah. A winner is you. Yep, that's it. Nothing. Wait, wait for the update. When they add the next 150. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> what What do you think they could do to, um, you know, extend the life of this thing? Well, I mean, microtransactions. The they, they already have those. I mean, they talked about adding stuff like trading, you know, Pokemon with yeah, friends. Yeah, you gotta have trading. That I mean, that's I think that's a part of it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what else they could do. Maybe regular player battles. You come across Level a friend and you want to battle Pokemon them. Pokemon to 99. <laughs> yeah, I think what there's a couple. Legendary Pokemon that aren't in the game yet, or something. I'm kind of talking out of my ass for this, like things I've heard from a guy, from a guy, from a guy. But I mean, there, there are some things that even with this version that they haven't fully implemented yet. So they're they're kind of working on that. And I don't know. I mean, I think this is something that, okay, like Mario Maker and a Splatoon, this is something that might come up a little bit every time, at least for a month <laughs> or two, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. depending on our interest with it and stuff like that. I'm sure Cyrus. He's gonna. I'm. I'm interested to see what you well, know. Cyrus, no, Cyrus lives in like the wasteland. He he show. I think he lives where there's like literally no Pokestops, no Pokemon, nothing. Well, he's going on vacation out of the country right now, so he'll find. Go yeah, I'll go nuts there, and then he'll come back to nothing again. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't realize just how far away from you know civilization Cyrus actually lives, but yeah, he really does. Hmm. Yeah. Probably just get the initial Pokemon, and that's about it. <laughs> yes. I, saw the, I saw a screenshot of somebody who lives in Hokkaido, because Hokkaido has this really long, which is the northern island 
uh, for people not in the know um, of Japan and they've got these really long rows which just go from miles with nothing and it's just like this guy like tweeted that picture is like yeah I'm not catching any Pokemon <laughs> <laughs> Japanese dude you know mm -hmm. absolutely nothing so yeah cool Pokemon Go. yeah Pokemon Go I'm um... Yeah, Let, let's leave it at that for Pokemon Go today. And like I said, this might be something we come back to a little bit later on. Cyrus will want to jump in next episode, probably. Oh, for sure, for sure. All right, well, uh, if you don't mind, let's go ahead and move on with the next member for New Business, and that would actually be me. So uh, I've been playing quite a few things here, and, you know, kind of as with the last time as well, I, uh, I've still been playing Shovel Knight just every once in a while in the evenings or something. I'll, I'll play this a little bit here and there, kind of just gradually progress through the game. And actually, today, I beat it. Yay. Finally beat it. And... Good job. One, one. Okay, man. Like that, that last stage where you're you're working up to fight all of the, you know, the different knights again. That was a pretty tough stage. I think I died at least a dozen times or more on it. Just like a lot of like kind of tricky jumps and stuff like that. But you know, I, I eventually made it. <laughs> but um, how's that bus rush for you? That I mean, it, it was it was a little bit more generous than what I was expecting because you still get like the big turkeys after you defeat each single. Every single guy. Yeah, yeah, it's quite generous, isn't it? So, I mean, you know, if you start using like a lot of your magic power for like any projectile weapons or something, then some of, sometimes you don't get anything back for that. So you're just kind of screwed if you rely on that. But um, right. Yeah, save I mean, it for, save it for the ones that you find the the trickiest. Right, or just use them all and then just hope to God you don't die, <laughs> which is kind of what I did. But um. Yeah, I just no, feel I, sorry for that mini knight, the miniature one, you know, because it's just so much easier than the other ones. Right. That little guy, I forgot his name. That mini. goes into the big. Yeah. yeah. Tinker knight. Tinker, yeah, yeah, that guy. I always feel sorry for that guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, after you know, going through the credits and all that stuff and all of that good stuff, I I finally, I don't know why I didn't do this until now, but you know, I'm playing on a Japanese 3DS. I went into. The you know the options, and then I went into like Gingle, like language settings, and I saw that you could change everything to English. <laughs> after I beat it, like literally minutes after I beat it, I saw that I was like, oh. yeah. correct. Yeah, get so, some good localized dialogue. Yeah, well, I it sounded was okay. Sometimes if the stuff I couldn't read, I'd ask my wife, and she'd read it for me or something, and I'd be like, oh okay, but yeah, it's fine. I mean, I was playing mostly for like the action stuff. Kind of funny characters and stuff, uh, but um, there, there's a there's a character or two in the game whose entire stick is telling you puns. Uh huh. And you get an achievement if you hear all of them. Hmm. Well, read all of them. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Is it a person just sitting in a village or what? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who was it? It was one of the frogs, I think. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. There you go. There we go. I was usually just going to people that gave me useful things like, hey, you can buy this. <laughs> you I wonder know, how they translated that, those puns, actually. No. Yeah. Hmm. It'd be interesting. I mean, maybe because, like I said, all of the languages, not just English, every language that the game has been localized into is available in the Japanese version of the game, which I would assume 
maybe if you have it on Steam or something like that, it could be updated to where it has that. Um, so that'd be something to check out, Ty. Um, yeah, that's pretty much how the Xbox games work too. Like you just change your 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 system language, and it'll automatically change all the games oh, okay. to that language as long as that game has it. Right. I mean, for shovel, like I said, for the, at least the 3DS version, you just go into like the options and then like language settings, and then you could change it up that way. But, um, you know, we're speaking of hot, you know, free-to-play games, and uh, I picked up, uh, picked up, it was free, so I downloaded another one that's just taken Japan by storm. And I know you guys have probably heard about this. This is actually Yu-Gi-Oh! Dual Monsters, Saikyo no Battle. Oh, good shit. So Ty is all about the Yu-Gi-Oh!, right? Yeah, absolutely. Heart (laughs) of the cards, man. Blue Eyes, White Dragon. What? (laughs) Yeah, actually, yeah, I have no idea how popular this is in Japan. It's probably, ugh. I don't My know. My students but... still play Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, really? Yeah. I know, you know, the, yeah, the anime comes on TV still, like, once a week or every day. I, I really don't know. But I've, I never was into Yu-Gi-Oh. I never played the cards. I never really dug the anime. I didn't play any of the games. But I just figured, hey, this is free. This is a very Japanese thing, and... I've had semi-good luck with 3DS free-to-play games. Um, you know, the initial D game that uh, I loved so I loved so much. I was actually uh, going through and rereading my review on the game, which I did like two years ago, and you know, I gave it like a 7.5. I mean, there's it was fun just as like a shift simulator <laughs> by pressing like the shoulder buttons. Yeah, but it, you know, it just got to the point where if you probably don't spend money, you just can't get anywhere. But at any rate, I, I haven't got that deep into uh, this Yu-Gi-Oh game, but I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about you know what it is. It's probably not too hard to imagine this, but so it's like I said, it's free to play. It's on 3DS here in Japan. As of right now, it's Japan only. Um, basically, it teaches you how to play the card game in this game. Uh, you have like an avatar that I, it must just be like a default one from like the anime now. This kid with like this, I think it's like red hair with, like, gold bangs. I don't know, man. <laughs> Things seem to have gotten really weird. But, um, yes, I mean, it, when you first start up the, the, this demo, there's, like, a lot of, like, good voice acting. Well, good. There's a lot of voice acting uh, <laughs> in the game. They're kind of, like, talking at you with just, like, a bunch of weird stuff, like, hey, I'm summoning this monster. Rawr! And you're like, all right, cool, dude. But, um... You know, I played it today probably for about an hour and a half, and that was just tutorial stuff, and I'm not even done yet. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, Serious. but, yeah. So, it, this is like a full kind of like a 3D world. There are like 3D models, one for like your character, uh, you know, the three, 3D models for the monsters that come out and stuff like that. And, you know, there's also like art from the cards. Maybe it's actually from the actual card sets and stuff. That you know, like I said, kind of spring to life on the on the top screen in 3D and whatnot. And you know, I've played like Magic: The Gathering before, so I kind of have an idea how to play. You know, some you know card games like this, but you know, there's just a lot of like terminology and stuff, and just stuff in Japanese that I don't know. So I had to kind of like look up, you know, look up like whatever the word was for summon and you know what they use for like attack. And I'm uh, yeah, kind of curious. I I don't know if you're you're far enough to have a, a handle on this, but I'm curious about how do you get more cards? How do you add them to your deck or your collection? At least in the tutorial mode, like, you 
it after you go through like once like one set of tutorial like for example one was just basically setting up your cards and then attacking because okay because what you want to do is you you put out your cards you can have them either on offense or defense and the other guys are doing like the same type of a thing and if there are cards on the on the field you want to basically get rid of those so then you can do direct damage to the player and each player typically starts out with four thousand LP or life points. And, you know, attacks could range anywhere from, like, 300 to, like, you know, 15 or 1,700. So you just kind of gradually chipping away at all these guys. But after, I think, the very first tutorial thing where I learned just this very basic thing, like the lady said something like, okay, now go mess around in this courtyard where there are a bunch of people that you can talk to and, like, this one punk kid that you can just go up and fight. So I just went up and talked to him and fought him and I whipped his ass and you know, I got another deck of cards when I went back and talked to the lady. So it's, that's what it's like, at least at this part. I, I'm not exactly sure. Maybe it's like some something more egregious where since it is free to play... Yeah, to like, like that's what I'm it. worried about. Uh, I'll tell you, I actually reviewed a, a Yu-Gi-Oh! game for Game Boy Advance years and years ago. It's on the Ooh. site. And, um, Do you remember the title? I'd remember it if I heard it. Okay. I'll, pro- I'll probably click for me in a minute. But anyway, this is like like the ep- still the umpteenth Yu-Gi-Oh game, and mm-hmm. Konami had been getting guff because all their Yu-Gi-Oh games up until this one had been super easy. So mm-hmm. they decided to make this one super super grindy. Like mm. you're you're not gonna progress until like you go home and you like play a million fucking practice games with your grandpa or whatever. <laughs> and, like, you know, you get a trickle of cards, and mm-hmm. you have to do that a lot so you don't get fucking steamrolled by, you know, any Grandma. named character from the anime. Yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering <laughs> if that's the direction they're going to take, you know, free-to-play. You better start grinding or get in on those microtransactions, dog. Yeah, and like I said, right now, since it's still, like, tutorial-level stuff, I am facing kind of, like, I think characters from the TV show, or at least either that or the characters I made up just for this game. And, I mean, like I said, since it's the tutorial stuff, you just, you know, they might do a little bit of damage to you, but just still coming out on top. But, you know, in terms of, like, presentation and stuff like that, it's, it's, it's all put together pretty... It's pretty easy to get a grasp of, like, how to do all this stuff. On the, on the bottom screen, there's like a half circle of like buttons that you can press, like one for putting out your cards. There's other like elements where you can put like trap cards out as well. And then um, crud, there was another thing as well. Yeah, maybe magic or something like that. I don't remember. But um, I mean, it's fine. Like, you know, technically it's, it's a pretty competent game, the control stuff. that I think that stuff all works well. But, I mean, my God, they need to just kind of tone it down on this tutorial. I mean, I know there's a lot of stuff to go over, but I could just see, like, myself. I don't know if I'll ever turn it back on. I might just be done with it because I really don't see much of a point to play. I mean, whereas with, like, that initial D game, initially when I first played it, I was like, I want to play this and talk about it on the Famicast and maybe write something for NWR to let people know about it. And I ended up, you know, really, really liking it. And... I didn't think that would be the case with this because I'm not, like, super into card games. And I'm not into Yu-Gi-Oh! at all, but, I, you know, I at least gave it a shot, and it's 
if you're probably into Yu-Gi-Oh, this would be cool. Uh, there's another high barrier of entry here. If you have a Japanese 3DS and can speak Japanese. Whoa, Danny here. Slight technical difficulties, so we're going to go ahead and skip ahead a little bit here. Sorry about that. Art direction in the series, like the monsters and stuff, I just don't, at least from the lame ones that I saw in this demo, I mean, they're just, they're just not really appealing to me. They're not cool. They're just kind of lame. What do you think, man? Uh, well, if you want to force yourself to like Yu-Gi-Oh!, I think there's two things you have to do. <laughs> okay. One, you get, like, a big stack of random-ass cards, and you mm -hmm. play with your friend without either of you knowing the rules, and you just make it up as you go, trying to imitate the anime as best you can. Wow, okay. Like, just ham it up. Super dramatic hmm. reactions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you just activated my trap card. No! <laughs> <laughs> that is what they do in this game, too. Like, it's, as soon as you get it, they direct hits, like, on the characters. They're like, Ugh! like, oh, my God, I'm dying for real. And they're like, <laughs> right? Jesus. You know? Die in the card game, you die for real. Yeah, it, it sounds like they're like, Ugh! Ugh! Like, oh, my God, it's killed this little <laughs> kid. <laughs> and the other thing you have to do is you have to watch... Um, Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged series. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, I'm familiar with... They did the Dragon Ball Z Abridged. Yeah, riot. it's a oh, laugh yeah. riot. Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. uh, And uh, I did see a little bit of the anime back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the, the, the key point, the crowning achievement of the entire series is when uh, some asshole guy in the anime, like, asked to see Yu-Gi's cards... And Yugi's mm -hmm. like, okay. And he, like, just throws him over the edge of his ship. <laughs> like, into the ocean. It's like, wow. Are you fucking dumb, Yugi? <laughs> Apparently. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I it, even asked my wife, because one time it was on TV when I was at, like, her parents' house or something, and she's like, God, I really hate this show. It's like, I hate the characters. I, it's like, I just watch it, and people are just screaming. And I have no idea what's going on. It's kind of the same with me, but I, I mean, I don't just hate it because of that. I, I gave it a shot, and now I don't hate it, but I, I don't like it. <laughs> so, but anyways, I think that's going to do it for me. How about you go ahead and finish up New Business for us, buddy? Yeah, baby. Uh, let's see. Well, I spent uh, last weekend not playing video games, so I'd rather watching Evo. Uh-huh, uh-huh. May have heard of this. It's kind of a big deal. Uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, once again, it's ballooned in size. They're like uh, over 9,000 players <laughs> among mm -hmm. nine different games. Mm -hmm. Like Street Fighter Five, of course, was the big one. Had uh, over five thousand entrants, mm -hmm. and uh, it was on ESPN. Oh yeah, right. Well, ESPN too. I saw some of your tweets about that. I think. Oh yeah, like I was re I was retweeting uh, all the the good positive ones on my main Twitter, and I was <laughs> putting all the scrub quotes on scrub quotes. Yep. Where's my sports mall? Fighting games are dumb, <laughs> etc. But yeah, it was really exciting. And uh, 
I watched everything as best I could, you know, having multiple video streams up. Jeez, hardcore, man. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like every year, it's like the, the, the last scene in Watchmen where <laughs> <laughs> he's got, like, all the screens up, like, oh, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It works. So uh, as I predicted on this very podcast, uh, my pal Tonosama won Polkin, and now he has a lot of money. Cool. Yeah. Right. Not as much as uh, the guy that won Street Fighter V, but... <laughs> Probably not. You know, good shit. It was really exciting. Mm-hmm. I, I actually like the, the Smash Melee finals where the uh, noted uh, underdog... And hated by scrubs everywhere, uh, <laughs> Hungry Box. He won. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's good. I love him because he makes people mad. Good. That's always fun. <laughs> right? But in a good way. Like he, he does whatever he has to do to win. Basically. Yeah, if, I... if he's gonna hang on the edge for eight straight minutes to win, <laughs> he'll do it. And that's what you should do. Yeah. And then people get mad. And then I put those mad tweets on scrub quotes. It's a, it's a really great deal we have going here. Yeah. Well, if, they, if they're mad about it, they just hang on the other edge for eight minutes, too. Boom. No, you can't do that if you don't have the lead. You're going to lose. Oh. <laughs> Never mind, then. Yeah, play to win, baby. Okay. Low strong Dave Serlin. I'll tell you that story sometime. <laughs> uh, and Marvel was kind of the same deal. Like, Chris G won, and... He won by filling the screen with fireballs the there entire time. Yeah. And, but he's, like, the only dude in the world that can do that, like, effectively. So <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Infiltration won Street Fighter Five. It's very rich now. <laughs> Sleep, uh, Sleeps won Killer Instinct, and he used Gargos. He used Arbiter and Gargos, new characters that just came out. <laughs> Scrubs hate Gargos because he summons minions that oh, okay. attack automatically, and you just pin the guy down forever, kick him till candy comes out, take his lunch money, run him out of the arcade. Proper responses, you know, it's get good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now you're getting it. Yeah. Okay, so as for stuff I actually played, actually last night I finally got around to playing uh, Wolfenstein. Oh, the, the new one, right? Yeah, well, the new one. The newest one. The, the, the new, yeah, the newest one. It's been mm-hmm. rebooted so many times. Even though, like, the original famous one is, like, a reboot of, like, uh, some simple text game or something. Hmm. I don't even know. Anyway, it was fun. I was super engaged. It's got, got a really good story. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a soundtrack by Nick, Mick Gordon, and I was ge- getting, like, a... Those Doom vibes too, although you can't play it the same way. Like, okay. like uh, in Doom, you have to run out in the open and be moving like the entire time you're playing. Mm-hmm. In Wolfenstein, you have to not get shot by Nazis. That means hiding behind cover. Okay, is it pretty good? Like, I mean, it's first person, right? Yeah. Is it pretty easy to get cover and like pop out and kill people, or is it like, is it? Yeah, it's not like there's like a cover system where you stick to stuff. Right. You just move around and shoot guys. Yeah, I mean, I guess that'd be kind of hard to implement like a first-person game, a cover system, other yeah. than just doing it manually yourself. It's been done, but I, it's probably never really been that good. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you just you move around, you shoot easy-peasy. 
the story the story is really cool. It's dark, it's sci-fi. Some pretty gnarly things happen to beloved video game character B.J. Blazkowicz. <laughs> That's his name. That's the no. name of Wolfenstein guy. Wow, he, has a, cool. he has a name, unlike Doom guy. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. He looks a little like John Cena in this <laughs> game. Hmm. So yeah, I recommend it. It's fun. Apparently, there's like a prequel game you could get for free if you pre-ordered Doom, and uh, I haven't gotten around to playing that. Maybe I should have played that first. Mm-hmm. Who knows? So that's the Shootman game I've been playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm still working on uh, getting all these Xbox games up on the board. The next one I play will be the the 500th Xbox game on my profile. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, shit's real, dog. Impressive, impressive. Yeah. I'm going to segue into ta- talking about Killer Instinct here, but at Evo, mm-hmm. and uh, there, there, there were a lot of new characters shown for various games, mm-hmm. and like almost everyone was like a pretty girl character. Just, you know, waifu bait. You know, Guilty Gear got dizzy. Tekken has a new gir- girl character. Dead or Alive is getting Mai from King of Fighters as a guest character. Okay. That's... Real. And uh, Killer Instinct just got the literal ugliest video game character of all time. <laughs> Idol, the boss from Killer Instinct 1. Okay. And they, they redesigned him, so he, he looks like this ogre, but his head is split in half. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, he's cool to play mm-hmm. because uh, he, he plays kind of like different stances, like a different head is in control at different times, and it Whoa. changes all his moves. Mm-hmm. So he has like a, a warrior stance where you know you club guys to death with your club. That's what you do. And then he has like <laughs> this stance where he like shoots lightning and drops meteors and shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, what the game will do to you is switch you randomly. Mm-hmm. So you have to be able to deal with it. Hmm. Basically, you you can cu- try to manually switch by punching yourself in the head, which is really funny. <laughs> so, I'm working on playing him. He's mm-hmm. cool. And they're, they're beta testing, like, a new one-player mode. Now, I don't have the beta code for that yet. Oh. I'm trying to get one. Apparently, if you were at Evo and you went to the presentation, you could get one. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But it, it, is, it seems like this kind of campaign sort of thing where you... You gather characters and you try to get abilities and try to do all sorts of stuff before the final showdown with the boss. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I haven't actually played it yet, but I kind of got, like, XCOM vibes where you have to... Uh, you, you play your individual battles, but you have to manage like all manage your stuff, basically. Okay, okay. So, sounds fun. Sounds mm. engaging. As opposed to like a regular one-player mode where you know you just go through, you play the story or whatever. Right, right. But that's neat. I'm looking forward to that. Please, please enjoy Killer Instinct, the best game ever. <laughs> In September, they're they're offering a physical version that has everything on it. Nice, nice. And it's only like forty bucks, so that's a steal. It's a pretty good deal. Yeah. All right. I I think that wraps it up for me. Okay. All sorts of weird games I still need to get into this summer, and you're going to hear about them. Yeah, good. 
Good, like, good, I just good. bought, like, two Japanese Xbox 360 games that I didn't know existed. Oh, God. Yeah. Should we be horrified or what? You should be intrigued. Okay. Well, color me intrigued slash horrified. All right. So, all right. Well, we're going to go ahead and move on to the news. Hi there, Danny again. Unfortunately, James had to miss the rest of the episode, but you will hear him later on with the Super Splat Hour right after the news. So stay tuned to that and enjoy the rest of the show. Ty, I'm, you probably saw about this last week, and I, it's, we're kind of a little bit late on this, but I kind of wanted to touch on this to at least, you know, kind of know what you think about this, man. And so... Uh, yeah, back last week, the N- Nintendo basically said, just kind of out of nowhere, I think it was like a Thursday, <laughs> they just kind of came out and said, hey, Nintendo Entertainment System, NES Classic Edition, coming out, you know, November 11th in North America, 60 bucks, 30 games. Uh, plugs right into, you know, TV via HDMI, supports two NES Classic controllers that can also be used, you know, with the Wii and Wii U via the Wii Remote. Uh, the controllers themselves are going to be like 10 bucks each. Uh, Ty, I think I already know what you're going to say about this man because, like, dude, okay, yeah. you're probably going to say something like, "Hey, just get you know a fucking PC and an emulator, man." <laughs> yeah, you know, go. just get like uh, your 130 megahertz Pentium out of the closet because that's <laughs> going to do a that's going to emulate more games than this, right? But you know, from a business perspective, you know, it, it looks cool. It, it's basically, you know, here's a Christmas gift. Here you go. Yeah, everybody, literally, everybody loves the Nintendo. Yeah, man, and that, I think that's that's exactly the thing. I mean, yeah, obviously, if you have a PC, you can do this. Yeah, it's it's, it's it, no questions asked. You can do it for cheaper and just easy. I mean, it's a little bit easier to do. Yeah, but, this is for people who don't know what emulators are. Exactly, or maybe even like people just don't want to fuck around with that stuff, you know? And yeah, um, like I would consider like buying this as a gift, certainly. Sure. Yeah, and I I mean I think it's just, it's just as like a collectible. I think it, this looks kind of cool. I mean, I always like, come on, everybody. Oh boy, here we go. How many Amiibos do you have? Well, I don't know, like less than 20, maybe around 20. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, I got the shovel on Amiibo too, which is pretty rad. Um, but, you know, I, I've been waiting to see if they're going to announce, have a similar announcement for Japan, but as of right now, there hasn't, there hasn't been anything. So, sometimes like NCL is a little bit weird. Sometimes they'll wait until maybe the actual fall to announce something that's coming out in the fall. Uh, so as opposed to like talking about it months ahead of time. I mean, there's, you know, Nintendo's still pretty hot here with the you know, stuff on 3DS and uh, Wii U maybe not so much, but I don't really think that really matters for them. But. Yeah, anyway. it, it doesn't strike me as a, as a very Japanese focused product. Hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it's a little bit too good of a bang for your buck to be in Japan for something like as as low as that. But I'm still remaining hopeful because I would like to not have to worry about getting it shipped to me from America and just get it here. But at any rate, you know, there's another kind of thought. I remember James had talked about this as well at one point. But um, you know, the actual controller ports on the system itself are actually just like the core, like the controller things that plug into the 
bottom of the Wii remotes, which kind of had us thinking, and I think we were chatting with chatting about this too. It's like this is probably just some kind of like a stripped down Wii. It's like repurposed into this. And uh, yeah. And once again, the Wii is basically just a repurposed GameCube processor. <laughs> exactly. It's probably costing Nintendo like a dollar to manufacture these things. Exactly. So like you said, from a business perspective, I mean, tapping into nostalgia, it's like, it's it's, it's a very good idea if you want to make a lot of money. And, uh, you know, I, I'm into Star Wars. Oh, it's and- like coming out like two weeks before Black Friday. I mean, the intentions here are clear. Right. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a there's a thing that people talk about in the Star Wars collecting community. It's called vintage exploitation. And I think that's oh. ex- that's exactly what this is. I mean, yeah, I mean, they still use the Kenner branding on Star Wars toys, don't they? Yeah, well, they started doing it after, you know, all these guys that used to buy these toys uh, back in the day started getting money. They just decided to start doing this again. Hell and, yeah, um, motherfucker. So yeah, I mean, Nintendo, hey, why not? You vintage, <laughs> you know, do the vintage exploitation yourself to get the money. So Get money. <laughs> yeah. Moving on, so I put a couple little things in here too, and I, I kind of noticed this. Uh, Ty, I don't know if you did. Uh, maybe. So my Nintendo, it seems like kind of like revamped the rewards page. So it's actually kind of a little bit easier to use. And it, it used to be like, it was kind of like, it seemed like the stuff was kind of put together and just like a weird hodgepodge of stuff. But now they kind of have it a little bit better. It's a little bit better sectioned off and stuff so you can see what's available and clearly how many points this this stuff is and I, i've noticed that and it's it's getting a little bit better like a little bit more user friendly which i think is uh pretty cool so ty do you know anything about this next part about the poke stuff uh a bit so uh take that for us yeah they're uh they're adding a new character mm-hmm. just like everybody else it's the thing to do you just add characters Pokemon Tournament needs more characters, right? Yeah, Maybe. Darkrai. Mm-hmm. Too edgy. I, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Me neither. I, I'm guessing it's like Shadow Metal Mewtwo. He probably Turbo. wears a purple bandana. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's cool. No judgments except for all yeah. the ones that I made. I know. I was just saying it because that's probably why Side might be might like him. So yeah, apparently the arcade version is behind the console version as far as like uh, characters and stages go. They're not hmm. really keeping parody there. Or hmm. maybe they are. Because hmm. on uh, July 20th, which is five days ago, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. They're, they're going to sync it up. Dark Eyes added. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I should just ask my pal, world champion Tonosama, what he thinks. He'd probably have a thing or two to say, huh? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I wonder if they're going to try, try to keep them synced in the future. That's kind of a thing. Like, oh, from a competitive perspective, like, as soon as one falls behind, you know, it gets ignored. It gets thrown in the trash. Mm-hmm. So and and if they're still trying to milk people with microtransactions on the arcade version, mm-hmm. um, it, they would do well to uh, you know try to keep up with the simultaneous patches. Right. Best of luck to them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, my my only thought about this is maybe you said the Wii U stuff was ahead of the arcade stuff, right? Right. And maybe it's just because there's just more people playing, so they thought. Maybe just better for a consumer experience to do that. 
Uh, I mean, but then again, they'd probably look at other factors too, like how much money are we making in the arcade, which is the scenes only, like Japan only, right? Basically. Right. So. Yeah, so, sometimes with a lot of games, uh, one will serve as like a beta for the other. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So that may be a factor hmm. here. Like, hmm. you, like, you know, you put it on one, you see how it does, you patch it. Mm-hmm. Then you, once you get all the bugs out, you uh, release the the final version on the other platform. Okay. And, and usually that's been arcade first, console second. Mm-hmm. Not always, but it's been a thing. Oh man, remember back in the day before you could patch things, hmm. and you released your game, and so, there was some broken thing in it, and the game was ruined forever. Yep. <laughs> Those are the days. Those are the days. <laughs> oh, man. Soul Calibur 3. Uh, I've seen the bugs in that. I, I only played that a little bit at a buddy's house. I was like, okay, this is, this is the thing. There's like a really fucked up thing where you could like cancel all moves recovery by holding guard and double tapping up or down. Yeah. And like basically characters just had infinite combos. Uh, well, I'm glad I never bought that game. Yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> but they released an arcade version a while after that game came out. And oh, did they? It, it fixed that. Maybe it rebalanced some stuff, but it seemed like it was dead on, on arrival. That the well had already been poisoned. Yeah, the damage had already been done, huh? Yep. And that's why people still play Soul Calibur 2. Hey, it's a very good game. There was a side tournament at Evo for it. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Rest <laughs> in peace, Soul Calibur 3. Soul Calibur 4, Soul Calibur 5. He will never wise from his grave. Good. <laughs> uh, moving on with the news. Um, we mentioned this, I think, the last time as well. Uh, there's a Kirby Cafe here in Japan. Somewhere. Ooh! Yeah. I, if I had time, maybe I'd go or money or cared. <laughs> um, I'd go. Yeah. Ties Meta Knight would go. Yeah, yeah. I'm not exactly sure where this is, but that's definitely something we should have wrote down here. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'll be going to Tokyo probably maybe once or twice more during this summer. Maybe I'll check it out. I'm feeling adventurous. Good shit. Maybe we should go there on my birthday. Hey, that'd be cool. I like birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on here, too. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, something that kind of came up here just the other day. Uh, there, uh, there's about 10 more Wii titles coming to the Wii U starting on July 27th. It's kind of like a campaign type of a thing that's uh, going to be going on for five weeks with two games coming out per week. What they're doing as well for my Nintendo members, you'd be able to get a 30% off discount uh, on these games. Uh, the games in question starting this week on the 27th is Xenoblade Chronicles, uh, Rhythm Heaven Fever, and then the next week on August 3rd, Super Paper Mario, and then Project Zero Wii Edition, one of the Fatal Frame type of games that only came out in Europe and Japan. And uh, after that, we have Kirby's Epic Yarn and New Super Mario Brothers Wii on August 9th. And Super Mario, I'm sorry, Mario Strikers Charged and Mario Super Sluggers on August 17th. And then to finish things off, we have Wario Land Shake It and Mario Sports Mix on August 24th. Here, the regular price for Wii games on the Wii U is 2,700 yen. So with 30% off, it's going to be about 1,890 yen, about 19, about 19 bucks, something like that for these games. None of these are extremely rare or anything like that, really. I don't know, but 
I've always kind of wanted to play more of Wario Land Shake It because I remember watching a buddy of mine play it or something at his house. I was like, man, I mean, it looks good, like the really kind of really good, like animated type of style for like the visuals and stuff, kind of like borderline like cell shaded type of stuff. And um, it just looked like fun. I mean, there's some kind of like gimmicky stuff where you have to shake the Wii remote around and stuff, but you know, it looks like a pretty solid platformer. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> uh, I, I, I... If you're people just listening, didn't see me make that face where Danny <laughs> said you have to waggle, but it's also a solid platformer. Yeah, that well, doesn't, I, doesn't compute. I don't mean it's like a, a main part of the gameplay. You're waggling to move like left or right or something like that. It's like you pick up like a box and then you like shake it. Uh, I don't know, <laughs> man. I'm still having like all these bad flashbacks to uh, Donkey Kong where you waggled the roll. Uh, let's just not talk about that. <laughs> so uh, moving on here, this is kind of just a, a plug for the website and something that Matt Walker, you know, former Family Cast member, has been doing here for the past couple of weeks. Ever since the uh, oh my gosh, what was that? I think it was July 11th, the, the one year anniversary of Iwata passing away. Uh, Matt has been going through and translating a lot of Japan only Iwata asks, and we're putting them up on the site for the so basically. As far as we know, this is the first time that some of these things have been available in English, and there's a lot of really interesting stuff in there. Good like, shit. Really, I'll I'll do a little bit of a, a kind of a sneak peek inside of one. Just so he did one. There was one on like a game seminar thing back in 2008, and they were talking about Animal Crossing because I think City Folk for the Wii was about to come out. And first, when I started reading, it's like, an, oh God, they're going to talk about the Wii game, but no, they actually went back and started talk, talking about the N64 version, which is, as many of you guys know out there, you know, Animal Crossing originally started on the 64, uh, and then later came to GameCube, but they were talking about when they were originally planning it, and essentially, they basically said, like, yeah, this game started out basically being, like, a dungeon crawler type of a game, and um, it was just a fascinating read, and there's one up, for, for, like I said, about Animal Crossing, there's another one up about Tomonachi Life, and uh, there's one that just went up this week about the latest Rhythm Heaven on 3DS, which is like a, a written interview between Iwata and the producer on the game, Sunku, I think is his name. And um, But it is interesting. And yeah, I think that was one of the last Iwata asked before Iwata passed. So yeah, interesting stuff there. Another thing that is <laughs> going to Oh happen. boy, can I please? Go for it, yeah. Live action Detective Pikachu coming to the silver screen. That yeah. means movies. <laughs> yeah. And um, an interesting tidbit of information that Donald Terrio put into the NWR story is that, well, okay, he's, he's kind of, I think he was joking, but maybe he's being kind of serious too. Looking at the World of Warcraft movie, which only earned something like 44 million here was like in China for whatever reason, it just like people just loved it. Yeah. <laughs> and like most of its money in China. So <laughs> the first time, did you know there's an initial D live action movie? Oh my God. No. Yeah. I, I believe it was filmed in Japan, but all the cast and crew were from China or Hong Kong. <laughs> okay. So, so the whole movie's in, in Chinese. Wow. Okay. <laughs> And they're all playing oh. these Japanese people while speaking Chinese. And it, uh, I guess it's because it's bigger over there than it is here. Okay. Well, that would make sense. 
And, yeah. Uh, is this what's going on with Detective Pikachu? Maybe. I mean, Legendary are the guys that are going to be like producing this thing, Legendary Pictures. And then in Japan, I mean, they're in charge of like the releases and stuff, I guess, in the West. But in Japan, it's like Toho or something. But um, yeah, it's kind of an odd thing to make a movie of, considering that the game hasn't even left Japan yet. <laughs> uh, it got me wondering that uh, maybe the the movie was the the in game all along. It probably was. I mean, with th- with this being out there now, there's no good reason why the game shouldn't come out in the West. And um, you know, I, I talked about the game at length a couple of months ago on the show, and I have the review up on Nintendo World Report if you guys want to check that out. So please do. Cool. But yeah. I guess uh, kind of moving right along here too. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I just kind of yeah. I saw this in passing time. Like you know, it's a new Sonic games coming to the to the NX as well as PS4 and Xbox One. Holiday 2017. It was just basically kind of like a CG type of a trailer, and maybe like a spiritual successor to like Sonic Generations, and but not like an actual sequel or something. Um, Wait, is this different from the other one I've seen going around? The where it looks classic. like Sonic 2 and 3? Yeah. Yeah, that, this is different. This is totally okay. different. Okay. I don't even well, know if that one's coming to Wii U. <laughs> are you familiar with the Sonic Cycle? Uh, kind of, but go ahead and refresh my memory here. Particularly All right. Well, you can just Google Sonic Cycle. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a rather vicious thing. It's a vicious cycle, if you will. All right. I'm just going to read it to you. Okay. All right. Top of the cycle. First info on a new Sonic game. Mm-hmm. Hopes are raised. Looks good. Second. <laughs> Second part of the cycle, more screens and info mm-hmm. showing more retarded characters. <laughs> Unlikable characters. Same old gameplay. Part three of the cycle. Terrible game comes out. It sucks. Massive disappointment. Mm-hmm. Fans proclaim they will never be fooled again. <laughs> then go to go to step A, new mm-hmm. Sonic game. <laughs> so I mean, come on, how many times have we been burned by terrible fucking Sonic games? Right. It's been you know, like pretty much every one since you know the 16-bit days, really. Right. You know, the the first TGS I went to as a staffer with NWR back in 2011. I think that was when Sonic Generations, the game that I just previously mentioned, came out, and I mean that was actually at least from the demo I played and from what people are saying as well. It was, it was decent. I mean, for a Sonic game, I mean, it was pretty much gold. For, like, a yeah. regular video game, it was probably, hey, not bad. Um, Good shit. If they can get to that level, I, I would consider maybe watching a few videos of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? And playing it at TGS or something. Some of these Sonic games have really good soundtracks. They do. Hey, I like it. James usually hates it if I try to put him into the podcast, though. So. Maybe I should just try that this time. Just put in some, like, Sonic Heroes or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Team Chaotix. Oh, man. Uh, let's see. And then the last thing we have here for the news, we have an Amiibo update coming for Animal Crossing. Uh, you know, the 3DS game, and it's going to give uh, Amiibo support and all that type of stuff. Da, 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 da. There's really not a lot of information about that right now, but it's probably going to coincide with the you know the mobile game in some way or another. And you know the closer we get to that, the more information we'll have, and we'll talk about it then. Otherwise, I I don't know, and I, quite frankly, I really, <laughs> really don't care. I don't think I'm gonna 
I, I, that would not be reason enough for me to go back to Animal Crossing on my 3DS. I mean, Ty, did, did you play Animal Crossing back on the GameCube? Yeah, I actually played a fair amount. Okay. Oh, man. For a game I hate. <laughs> like, uh, man, I, I can't take it. It's a fucking chore simulator. It is. It is. And I mean, when I, you, the, the first time you play it, because it's, it's different and you're like, oh, this is kind of neat. You know, yeah. but I mean, I I have it on, you know, I had it on the GameCube. I got it on DS. I didn't get the Wii version because at that point I was even just like, what's the point? You know, it, it's it. kind of fun if you have housemates that you can like harass and send threatening letters to and that sort of stuff. Right. But, you know, ultimately what I ended up doing was, you know, just playing the NES games. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, and then, then I stopped doing that, and then I started playing them on my PC instead. It's just <laughs> you telling me you didn't like that D-pad on the GameCube controller. <laughs> hey, I love the GameCube controller. Don't get me wrong, but well, I, like it was so exciting at first, like when you can just go on GameFAQs and like, wow, I can just use these codes and drop Legend of Zelda and stuff like right in my game. Yeah, hell yeah. Neat. And then yeah. you're like, wait, I can do that on my PC. Yeah, with the with the most glorious controller ever crafted. <laughs> yes. Anyways, um, so I think that's gonna go ahead and do it for the news. We're probably gonna have for the audio listeners out there. I'm sorry for the video guys. Uh, probably gonna have some super splat hour stuff coming up here, talking about the last Splatfest. Uh, that'll be going in right now. Hey Squid fans, this is JC, temporarily back from the dead, uh, to give you a little Splatoon update. So we uh, we had the final Splatfest, and it was awesome. Uh, Callie versus Marie, and obviously the only two people on this podcast to play Splatoon, me and Cyrus. And we actually chose opposite sides, he chose Marie, I chose Callie. And oh lordy lordy, guess who chose the right person? Yes it was me, yes Callie was the winner. Um, it was pretty much um, a straight win across all the regions, so uh, yeah, that's it, the last Splatfest, enjoy those sea snails. Um, which actually brings me on to the next point, um, there was actually a little change to how we're going to get those sea snails, because people were wondering, well, if there's no Splatfest, how we're going to get sea snails, how we're going to upgrade our equipment. So if you talk to Judd the cat recently, you'll notice he said, I'll be keeping uh, tabs on you, like how many wins you've been getting or something like that. So basically, um, the, we don't actually know the number exactly, but people are estimating it's about 30, if you get 30 wins. Um, I'm not sure if that's in a row or in, a, in one session, then you'll get a sea snail or a bunch of sea snails. So yeah, it's kind of interesting that they're keeping track of uh, your wins and losses now. So yeah, uh, that's about it. Um, I don't have any other news. Well, I'm keeping an eye on the Splatoon. Uh, that's Splatoon with a number two in it. Rumors, you know, flying around at the moment with all those uh, NX rumors that are just uh, recently coming out. But I'll, I'll keep an eye on that. Uh, nothing concrete as of yet. So yeah, um, on with the rest of the show. I'm not in it. Uh, I have to bow out due to uh, <laughs> family emergency. But uh, I'll see you next episode anyway. Peace out.
let's go ahead and move on to the feedback. And I made it an effort to not screw this up today. So email us <laughs> at famicast at nintendoworldreport.com or hit us up on Twitter at the famicast. And you can have your email or comment or tweet or complaints right on the air like these guys. And wow, actually, this is <laughs> one that actually, you know what? I think for this first one, I might just save this for when James is back because this is kind of directed at him and myself um, from Hiwata via the email. Um, another email I got is from Nick. And I'll go ahead and kind of read this first part here. So he said, hey, family crew, uh, since I first listened to your podcast while you're still on the RFN RSS feed, I've been a fan of hearing your thoughts and opinions fresh from Japan. Wow. Whether it was the early days when you were regularly throwing down Life in Japan segments, let us never forget those onsen stories, during the dark days when James left for school and Renoro got too busy, or now, in the time of fake or real, aka true or false, I think that you guys produce a quality podcast. Super cat drugs and all. Yay. Thank you. And uh, actually, I, I talked to Nick a little bit about this next part. So he is part of a group that's going to be running this 24-hour charity live stream. It's called The Race Against Time. And this is on August 13th. And uh, this is a day they're raising money for Alzheimer's research. And what they're going to be doing, like for this 24 hour live stream, is they're going to be going through Chrono Trigger and trying to unlock all the endings and stuff like that. And uh, these guys did this stuff last year. And they managed to raise like over 1,500 Canadian dollars, which I'm pretty sure is more than 10 US dollars. So pretty good there. Yay. So I, I kind of wanted to start kind of just giving a shout out for them, for if you guys out there listening, uh, I think this is something that you should support. And I'm going to probably try, I think I'll be around home that day. So I think I'm going to maybe try to check some of this stuff out when these guys are streaming this stuff out there. And, you know, I, right now we don't have all of the details for like links and stuff like that, but they have a Facebook group page, which I'll be putting on our Twitter uh, as a post and then also be putting it maybe in the show notes for this podcast on Nintendo World Report so that you can maybe check out some more information there. And then the closer we get to this event, you know, we're going to have some more concrete information to get out there for you guys. So anyways, yeah, check out stuff on our Twitter. And yeah, check out these guys, Nick. And it's, the, it's him and I think two of his other friends named Nick. So they call it the Nick's cast. And um yeah, so good stuff there. Good stuff. So I don't think there's really any any other feedback. Ty, unless you had if something up your sleeve. Nah, dog. Okay. All right. So this is the point where we're actually going to go ahead and close up the show. But if you're watching the video, you should go ahead and stick around. Me and Ty might have a couple of fun things to show you, question mark? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I have a couple of things that I bought just over the past weekend. But, uh, you know, if you want to follow us on Twitter, uh, you can follow me at Danny Biv, D-A-N-N-Y-B-I-V. Uh, Ty, where can we follow you, dude? Uh, Super Cat Drugs on Twitter. Super Cat Drugs. And if you want to follow James, you can follow him at Complicated. So, and Cyrus is at Celsi, and I'm sure both of those guys will be back in full force next time. So, uh, as for the regular part of the show, that's going to be it for this time. Um, hope you guys are enjoying your summers. 
and try to stay cool and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace out.